Many believers ask themselves whether God has really forgiven them all their sins. Those before their conversion, before they confess their sins to the Lord Jesus Christ, and those after their conversion. In short, all their sins of their whole life. And what is, they ask themselves, what if I have only missed out on one sin? If I just have not confessed one single sin, what happens then? And some even go that far and say, if I don't confess every sin, I go lost. I will be eternally in hell. I remember very well that I asked someone, I said, what happens if you commit a sin, you don't get the chance to confess that sin because you die, maybe by in an accident, what will happen? What will become of you? And he says, I will be lost in eternally in the lake of fire. That's it for me, he said. And I knew that person a little bit better and, and, and really that was the, the whole um, character of his life. He was not happy. He lived under that constant impression, if there's only one sin that I don't confess, I will be lost eternally. But is that really the position of the Bible? Is that really what the Bible says? We will see in a bit that this is not what the Bible teaches us. I'm really convinced of that, that the Bible has a different position and that God has forgiven us all our sins. But let us pretend for a moment that this is the position, that we really have to confess every single sin that we committed in our life. And then God commits, uh, con uh, forgives us every single sin that we actually confess. Let's think of somebody who is at the age of 50, comes to believing faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he confesses his sin. But now he's 50 years old. How many sins do he, does he have to forgive if we confess? It is 18,250 sins if we take that he did one sin on average a day. And that is a huge underestimation. I think we commit more than just one sin a day. But even if it's only one sin, it's 18,250 sins. Is really God um, de demanding from him that he knows and remembers all these 18,250 sins? I don't think so. God wants a sincere uh, confession, but not a complete. But let us read some Bible verses from the Old Testament and, and find some arguments from the Bible, actually. In Isaiah 1 verse 18 we read, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God wants our sins to be removed. The, 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 the greatest difference is like, even if they are red like scarlet, they shall be white as snow, they shall not be visible anymore. Isaiah 38 verse 17, For you have cast all of my sins behind your back. He cast our sins behind his back, he does not see them anymore. Isaiah 44 verse 22, I have blotted out, very remarkable, I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgression. And like a cloud, your sins return to, uh, to me, for I have uh, redeemed you. Blotted out. He blots them out. The sin do not exist anymore before God. Jeremiah 31 or 34, For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. This is also something that is quoted in, in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 10. But then we go to Psalm 103 verse 12. 
As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. Now, this is a psalm that David wrote. It's very remarkable that he does not uh, use north and south because there's actually a distance north to south. We know that distance. But from the east to the west, there's no distance. This is an infinite distance. And as, as, as the east is far away from the west, God has removed our transgression from us. Now, all these verses I just quoted refer to God's people, to Israel, when God will restore them in the future. He will forgive them all their sins, that is, the believing remnant, in the future, when, the, the, uh, when he will raise up the, the kingdom, the millennium, in the millennium. He will forgive them all their sins. And they, they will repent, and they will also confess their sins. But he will forgive them all their sins. Now the question is, is there, will, will God's people then in the future enjoy a different kind of forgiveness than we do now? And of course not. The answer is no. It is the same kind of forgiveness based on the same blood, based on the same offering of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember Hebrews 9.22, we, re we read, your we read that out without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And the remission of sin or the forgiveness of sin for God's people, the believing remnant in the future, is based on the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we read in 1 John 2.12 that John writes, I write to you, little children, for your sins have been forgiven for his name's sake. For the sake of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on Calvary's cross, who bore our sins on the tree, who once suffered for sins. The foundation is the same, and so the forgiveness is also the same. The death of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross is really the basis of every forgiveness at all times. And then I want to turn to one very remarkable Bible verse in Romans chapter 3, in verse 24. There we read, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith and outcomes, to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. The question that we can ask is, why could God forgive the sins of the believers in the past? Why was that possible? Well, you might say because they brought offerings. Yes, and the offerings are, were important. But in Hebrews 10, we read that the blood of bulls and, and rams and, and sheep and so on could never take away sin. But God, in his forbearance, could forgive them in the view of the yet future work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. That is the reason why he could forgive those in the, in the past, the believers of the Old Testament, their sins in view of the future work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the future, when the believing remnant will return to God, when Israel will be restored, he will again forgive all their transgressions, all their sins but then in view of the past, already accomplished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. But what about us now? What about us that live today? We have already seen there are no different kinds of forgiveness. It's the same forgiveness. But now let us remember 
When the Lord Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, how many of your sins and my sins were yet in the future? All of them. All of them. And the Lord Jesus Christ gave himself only once. Once and for all, Hebrews 10 says, there is no second offering needed. He has given himself once and for all. And before he died on Calvary's cross, he cried out, it is done. Greek words, titelestai. It is paid in full. And he has paid the debt in full, not in part, but in full. There is not one single sin that he did not bear. 1 Peter 2 verse 24 says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. God punished him for every single sin that I did. That is substitution. We need to understand. There on the cross, in the three hours of darkness, God punished him for every single sin of those that would believe in him. He did not suffer for all the sins of the whole world. That is not what scripture teaches us. But he died and bore the sins and the punishment of these sins of all those that would put their trust in Jesus Christ alone. And that is all my sins. He bore all of my sins and he has, he, I confessed, I made a confession of my sins, but I cannot confess all of my sins. The confession is not complete, but it has to be sincere, but he forgives all my sins because he bore all my sins on the cross. There he bore the punishment of all my sins. And now it has become really a question of God's righteousness. We read in 1 John 1 verse 9 that he is faithful and true, righteous, if he forgives us. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ has already bore the judgment for my sins. And therefore God forgives all of my sins. Again, God, God does not expect us a complete forgiveness. That is not possible. But he expects a sincere a unique uh, confession of our sins. To round things off, let us look at some other Bible verses in Scripture. First one is Ephesians 1.9. In heaven we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. Yes, God is rich in grace. And we have seen in the other video about forgiveness, seven facts about eternal forgiveness, that God delights in forgiveness. He is the God of forgiveness. And here we see the, the Apostle Paul emphasizes in him we have redemption. That is something that we possess already today. That's not something that we possess only in part or that we only will possess in the future. No, we have it already through his blood. Again, he directs our thoughts to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. We have the forgiveness of sins already. Colossians 1.14, same thought. In whom we have, have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Not something that we await, that we be, maybe possess in the future and be faithful. No, we have that redemption already. And it becomes very clear if we turn to Colossians 2.13. There we read, And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, and then it comes, having forgiven you all transgressions. Trespasses, sorry, it says trans trespasses. Having again, we have seen that in Ephesians 1 7 and Colossians 1 14 already, he, that is something the, he has done already, but here he says, forgiving you all trespasses. Then we turn to 1 John 1 7. It says, there the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. All sin. It cleanses us all sin. And then again, we read in, in we had the verse already, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just 
It has become a question of righteousness. To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then again we read, I quote it again, 1 John 1, 2 verse 12. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. No, they will be forgiven. Not a part of them has have been forgiven. No, they are forgiven you for his namesake. And it, I think it's very remarkable. Whenever we read of forgiveness in the New Testament, we read, he has borne your sins on the tree. Your sins are forgiven. Again, there is never there is um, there's any restriction being made. No, again, again, the Holy Spirit speaks about sins. Your sins are forgiven. You, not a part of them only. There's no restriction, no limitation to it. And everybody who repents, who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, who puts his trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, who bore our sins on the tree, who once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, and who repents and uh, sincere confession, sorry, and who confesses his uh, uh, sins sincerely, unique, can know my sins, all my sins, past, present, future, are forgiven. Not because of what I have done, but because of what Christ has done, who bore my sins upon the cross. All praises to God.